Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Right, so uh, welcome to uh, Under the Radar with uh, me, Sean. Look, a special one this time. I've got more people than I actually know. Uh, Ian Stone is here. Hello, Sean. Uh, Robin Inks. And uh, Nick Helm is here as well. Hello. So you did that like it was University <laughs> Challenge. Hello. Yeah, I'm not saying anything till the... Qu- so basically, what I want to start off is about uh, how judgmental we all are as comics. So, like, I don't know any of you like, in that personal way. So, Robin, I imagine you get up around seven, flick through a book, and then flick through another book, and then wish you smoked, and then start writing scientific stuff for you. Uh, show is that right? No, entirely wrong. Okay, we'll get to you in <laughs> in stone. I get the impression you wake up around nine and uh, watch the highlights from the football <laughs> from last night. <laughs> Eight. <laughs> okay, um, no right or wrong? <laughs> well, sometimes, yeah. sometimes. Nick, um, gone well. <laughs> I get the impression you wake up around eleven and start singing "Smoke on the Water." Is that AM? Is that <laughs> yeah. in the morning? Yeah. Yeah. Is, am I am I right at all? No. Okay. So that's me. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I've, I've messed all that up. How do we see? I'm Sean afraid that Derek and Cora is currently on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> but so so well, Rob, we can't. So, like, how many kids have you got here? Two. And what age are they? Fifteen and twelve. Oh my God! So that's fifteen. Are they boys? Yes. And so, yes, they does, are. does the 15 year old still love you? Uh, <laughs> well, he won't show it. Yeah, but, of course. Uh, of course, he still loves me. I yeah. will show you some well, love now to make up for that. Well, that'd be more than I get from either of them, to be honest. With you. Dad, get away from me. Don't kiss me. Don't touch me. All right. Yeah, that's, that's actually in the problem. Maybe they're right about yeah, that. I'm yeah. on their side with that one. Yeah. <laughs> that you just want to hug them. You want to hug them a little bit, and they don't like it because they're boys, and they just want you to leave them alone. Oh, how much pocket money do you give the fifteen-year-old? We, we don't do pocket money. We don't. Don't we, say that like I've said the weirdest thing no, ever. It is, well, no, but it's just we don't do pocket. Do you I do pocket still give Nick Helm pocket money. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. How much, <laughs> how much per week? Just so I can get a guy. Just a tenner. Oh yeah, we that's mainly just for the kissing and the shaking hands. We don't give them hands. No, we, we give them stuff they need and a bit of cash if they want So it's it. pretty much they send in a request every Sunday and go, there you go. Yeah, uh, yeah they, they ask me for stuff and I say yes or no, depending well, would on you adopt the three He's like snow. Switzerland, it's yeah. lovely. <laughs> he, just, he, he gives a package. It's nowhere near like Switzerland. Yeah. But they go out on their own, yeah? Uh, they do, uh, the 15-year-old 15, does, yeah. yeah. The 12-year-old, yeah. not so much. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And so uh, if they want to go out, they just say, I'm doing this, I'm going to the cinema, can I have... Yeah, can I have a tenner? Go on, go and get yourself something nice. <laughs> something like that. I mean, kind of mark? Go get anything nice for a tenner. Even the pound shop, everything costs a tenner. <laughs> yeah, they they ask if they want to go out, and I give them the money for if I think it's worth them doing on a case by case basis. That's good. that is good actually. Because if you just give them a tenner, they could spend it on drugs, couldn't they? And I don't like to think about that, but yes, I imagine they probably could. Can I have ten pounds for drugs? Who's listening to this? Yes, I have. Yes, I have taken drugs in, yeah. in my time. But yeah. that's what I mean. So how would it be if, like, you're 15, you'd be understandable if they did it. It's just rights of passage, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I suppose, to a certain extent, but I'd rather they didn't. Yeah, of course. If I absolutely But no, would you, though? Because isn't it good that yes, they get I, out of the way? No, I don't think about getting out of the way. I think 15 is too young. 
to take drugs. I didn't take my first drug till I was 21. And even then, I wasn't really ready. Aspirin? Uh, <laughs> paracetamol, but oh, you were close. Uh, no, I do think uh, 15 is way too young, if you're asking. I well, think no, the I, thing you won't I know, agree. Sean, is that our brains get entirely rewired. At the moment that uh, your child is born, everything that you believe would be, do you know what I'm going to be like when I'm a dad and how cool yeah. I'm going to be? No, I'm not. Everything you did is, is you know, was, was an ethical error and you don't want them to behave like that. Yeah. I, I think, you know... But, yeah. Weirdly, Nick, obviously you haven't got kids, but then you've just done this uh, sitcom where you pretty much uh, was in the position of being a dad. Do you think that's changed your attitude at all or was just acting? That's just acting. Great stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> but are you, you going to have... Uh, do you plan to have kids? I th- uh, yeah, I think I would like to have kids at some point. I'm not quite ready. Yeah, but I'm, then did, did, I'm not going to force you into a situation. Well, yeah, I yeah. mean, I'm not going to have to. You haven't got any here for me to take home. <laughs> well, no, mine are in the car. <laughs> it's uh, it, it's it's not something you ever feel ready for, and even when you have them, you don't really feel ready. You just go, all right, then we've got these. We better look after. Them. Yeah, I don't want that. Yeah. Don't. I think it's really well, <laughs> you're not going to have kids then, because honestly, there will be a point where you just go, well, all right, then we've got children. Do you think it's really mean spirited me as a 48 year old. I wouldn't mind. Someone turning up at my door and saying, this is your 18-year-old son. <laughs> you just want the adults. That's not mean-spirited, is it? No, that's why? just... That's I would, just... I would, I'd take them in. You'd the 18-year-old want, son want... would probably very quickly go, this has worked out much better than I imagined, actually. Because <laughs> <laughs> you want a kid, but you don't want any of the effort. Any well, of the effort or responsibility? I think, I think I've left it too and then, late. Well, you'd like no. to just like me. You don't want to be an old dad. Exactly. You could yeah. be the Charlie Chaplin. Of our circuit. Well, look, the more that comes out of <laughs> Again, my head, uh, <laughs> the less I, I want that. I didn't mean that. But, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just that if I had a kid, if I, all right, if I left here now and fell madly in love <clears throat> a year down the line, so it's kind of, I'd be 50. That's not an age. It, it's not so child. much about, about having a child when you're 50, it's about having a teenager when you're 65. That's but, more the problem because you want to, you know, go out to the park and all the rest of it, and it's hard enough at my age. But you know, when you're sixty-five, yeah, you must have got. Yeah. What? I mean, even, even can, when Robert, I was forty-one, and my kid was up, two. Like yeah. kids don't go to the park anymore. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, they, no, they do. do. Don't. Yes, they do. They play what do games. You what do no. you know? Oh. They go out. They get fresh air. They do what they do. Yeah, they do drugs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what they do. <laughs> fresh stop air. Saying Who that? goes out and gets fresh air? I would say the children that hang around you at the park might do drugs, but what you're not seeing is a broad. I've there. got dogs and I still don't take them to the park. Yeah. <laughs> take well, them to a field. Games. <laughs> uh, come on, let's get some fresh air. I'm so glad you said that. I didn't think anyone said that anymore. Well, go to the park. Let's get some fresh air. Oh, yeah, all the time. Look, it's sunny mm. out. My partner does it more than me. But yeah, come but on, it's <laughs> sunny out. Let's go out and get some sunshine, get some fresh air. Fresh air is what they call fresh heroin, though, isn't it? <laughs> no, come on, we're upsetting you now. We, we have to get off this. <laughs> F- football, Ian. Football's great. Uh, yeah, yeah, football is great. Yeah. But, um, so... <laughs> So, Robin, like... I don't just think about football, you know. I mean, no. it does take up a fair bit of my brain. But, look, football's an amazing... I, I'm not bringing it up much, because, Nick, I don't think you're Nick's big not a fan at all. Yeah. Didn't no, know well, who we... David Moyes was. We just had a discussion <laughs> We were talking outside. Does and... David Moyes know who he is? No, well, not anymore. Yeah. But uh, we didn't have... We had that conversation just before. See, I'm weirdly... Um, like, all right, I just wanted to know this, Ian. Can you watch a game with full emotion, even though you don't support either of the teams? No. This no. is what I mean. People don't understand that. Like, I've got Sky Sports, but when I when some Super Sunday's on, I'm reading a paper and looking at the game. I'll watch it and I'll I'll appreciate the technique and the artistry and whatever's going on, the drama. But I don't really care who wins unless I have some connection. Yeah. If 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 one team winning affects my team, then yeah. I'll want them to win or not. But you but, support the uh, mid-table uh, team, Arsenal, don't you? 
Oh, we're going to do this now. <laughs> um, See, look at these two. They don't understand. That's beautiful. Yeah. But like, I know, it's not that I don't understand. I understand what, what it's like to be passionate about something. Oh, I'm not saying that for a second. I then. just do not give a shit on any level. But see, this is what I'm saying. But you do, because you know what it's like to be passionate. And that's what we just did there. And I... He had a little got a tiny rise. I've watched football matches before. I've sat down. I've, I've be, actually been to. I've, I went to see Arsenal play like uh, at the Emirates ages ago. It was like hybrid, what I was like 1997. Oh, hybrid, yeah. Was uh, Ian Wright was uh, playing? Right, I saw him Judas, play. Right, yeah. <laughs> it was great. I'll let him know. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, uh, and I've done that now, and uh, I can do yeah, other stuff. Right I went to a game at Chelsea. Oh, you and all one? I remember was that uh, I didn't bring enough well, crisps. <laughs> but see, That's why I basically thought, you know, can I go, no, you've got to keep watching the game. And I never quite knew when to stand up because I get very confused by colours. Robin and the licorice ones. <laughs> we, I'm just saying, you guys, we feel the same about a game like that. If I went to see Chelsea, I'd feel, you know, I've done that. But, like, we're talking about something that we love, and like, and that's what I mean. Mm. So we know all the ins and outs of everything that's happening. Well, you have to buy into it. That's the point. It's, it's like anything, I think. If you buy into it, then you know. If, I mean, if you're watching a theatre show and you don't buy into the fact they're in costumes and they're in 17th century Spain, you're not going to enjoy it that much. No, that's that, no, that's true. But with uh, football, if you're male, there's sort of like a shorthand that you just assume that you're going to like it. Yeah, no, if you don't right, like it, yeah. it's a bit weird. Yeah. And it's just like, and I've never, I've just never got into that. Taxi journeys are quite confusing if you've had one of those ones, like a local taxi company coming back from a gig, and they think, well, we need to create some kind of conversation between Slough and wherever. And, and in fact, the other one for the Slough recently, the bloke just started by saying, um, do you know what, when I was done for ABH, I thought this is way too early, we're miles from my house. But no, but they'll, they'll say that thing when they go, uh, yeah. see you in the football at all. And game, when you yeah. go, oh, not really, and then they go, oh, we're lost. It's I a mean, shorthand, uh, isn't it? It's, yeah. just, it's a shorthand, it's just like we don't even, uh, by the end of it, you don't even know each other's names but you've talked for like yeah. 50 minutes 40 Absolutely, minutes about that's what it is and then the other thing yeah. is, is good about that in a sense is that if I, if I met I don't know Tom Cruise for example it wouldn't Tom really, come in. I would oh my god I can't believe it I wouldn't really know what to say to him but if he said to me did you see the game yeah. the other week we could chat and it, we could chat on a, on, a, on the same level and then on well, a universal Scientology with him I'd be, I'd be going oh, come on let's look at, let's look at L1 yeah. Hubbard's ideas in Dianetics I think there are flaws and you know we'd be back and forth on that so yeah we've all got our own angle but I find with a lot of cat cab drivers if you start straight in there with L1 Hubbard and the flaws in Dianetics they don't like it. yeah. it's a hard bit from Slough the first bit well you'll have a book in your hand anyway so they yeah. usually leave you alone with that well, have you read Gravity's Rainbow <laughs> neither have I I used to work in a sports bar that would just showed football yeah and football and rugby and you know I I can't stand. I'm with and that, rugby. that made me an it. excellent worker because I just I just worked. <laughs> I just worked. Hard, collected glasses every so often when the rugby was on. I'd shout, "Come on, Beckham!" And then that was it. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. But That'll do it. Weirdly, well, I was talking about uh, to Ian about like I don't really care if I don't support the team or it doesn't affect my team. But then when I'm away, I'm craving. Um, culture yeah. you know, and I'll, I'll watch I'll kind of go oh, no I don't want to go to the beach uh, Wolves are playing Barnsley and they've got a <laughs> live in this bar and I remember once being in Portugal and they had the, the live feed but the actual commentary was a second ahead which is that's the most odd. yeah so basically the guy would be taking the corner and go goal Oh yeah, that's yeah, not well, good. Well, let's spot that somewhat. That's that's no good. I know it was the weirdest thing, but um, you know, like obviously I'm not going to bore the guys with memorials, but um, you know, they were talking about he left, he lost the dressing room because apparently against Everton last week, he uh, his big match thing was come on, let's let's go and get some fresh air. 
Flatwoods, come on, let's get out. <laughs> and they just thought, <laughs> they get it outside, it's lovely. It's a lovely, lovely Liverpool lovely afternoon. <laughs> and they went, that's not great tactics, Dave. <laughs> that's not enough, yeah. So what was he? He was, he was the manager, the, what was he? He was the fall guy, basically, for the next manager. He was like the William Hague. If you imagine, you know, after politics, after right. the ter- Conservatives were in for 17 years, William Hague came in with an impossible job. Yeah. And they needed to have him as an interim before they brought in someone better. Ian so they're Duncan still Smith, waiting, yeah. for, as it turned out. There's like a Redwood in waiting as, put, as well, possibly. Like, well, yes, yeah, exactly. It might just be there. Exactly, it might not be the next one who does well, a new... My like point. a palate cleanser. Like a, a, <laughs> like a sorbet, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a terrible what? sorbet Beautiful. that went wrong. But again, I, I blame... <laughs> I, think I, I was a human palate cleanser. Ferguson has to take <laughs> some of the blame because he gave him a really dodgery old team. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And, and he uh, knew what he was doing as well. Yeah, and, I, and this has been all over all over the radio and TV for the last two days, and I don't know how people who don't like football feel about it. Well, it's this is what I mean. Nick, Nick and Robin, this is pretty much like what's happened, and that's the only way I'll explain it, is Julius Caesar. It does feel like the fall. It does. A we, bit. I mean, I live in Stockwell, and round the corner there was uh, a burst water main. Yes. But I don't drive... And uh, it was like a big thing. It was like yeah. a, it was a big thing. You, I don't, have I don't drive. I walked to the I walked to the tube, and I don't listen to the radio. I was I was working, and uh, and so I was, I was going to work and then coming back. And then one night I had to get a taxi back, and uh, the taxi driver was like, "Yeah, well, we've got all these problems with the water mains." And I said, "No, I don't, I, you at all." And I, and I, I said, I, I, "What are you talking about?" And he goes, well, "There's this thing. It's huge. It's everywhere." And I was just like, "Well, I don't <laughs> know what you're yeah. talking about." He goes, "Don't you listen to the radio." It's just like, "No, I don't listen to the radio." So, you know, you nearly crashed. He was so angry with me, and it's just like, well, it hasn't affected my life in any way. This is the I don't see water main all over the country. Yeah, they haven't, they haven't, they haven't, they haven't gone door to door to tell everyone about the water main. You know, it's just kind of like, unless you're listening to the radio or but, doing a thing. I just had like a busy four days where it didn't affect me on any. So, what does affect you then? Nothing. I've well, designed my life so that no one gets in <laughs> and nothing gets out. It's, uh, yeah, nothing. No, but, like, what, what's, what's the thing you're most passionate about in your life? Comet relief. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, when you see those little fellas in Africa, you, your heart bleeds a little bit. Um, so, um, so, Ian, how long have you been doing comedy now? 20, 23 years. And are you still loving it? Yeah. Because like you, you play the uh, clubs all the time. Yes. Like you're, and so, like, do you change your act much, or is yes. it? Have you, it's always, always. Because you're topical as well, aren't I'm you? I'm topical, and I just I, there's a lot of things in my head, and it just comes out, and every night is different, and we just see what happens when we go on. So, like, do you take risks? Well, I mean, I'm. I guess for, I've got a new twenty minutes. If I'm doing a twenty minute set, it will be basically a different 20 minutes from what I was doing, say, three months ago. That's four amazing. Months ago. I mean, so, it's an hour a year, I'm right. But constantly evolving. Constantly evolving, because how can I? How else can I keep myself interested? Yeah. I've got to be talking Same. about new stuff, and and so, yeah, of course. But then yeah. you don't really go in for the whole doing a one-hour show, though. Well, right? I wouldn't mind doing it, but it's quite... But, honestly, it's quite difficult to sell tickets when people don't quite know... You don't, you don't have a, a profile. Yeah. You know, Robin, for example, has worked for years... I imagine when you first toured, there weren't that many people yeah, coming yeah, along, those, and yeah. now loads of people are. And I think, and I think that's what you have to do. And I never did that. I mean, I might do it at some point. I may do a football show, interestingly enough. But I, I in terms of stand up, I like doing the clubs. I like the camaraderie. I enjoy it. But then, does it annoy you that, like, you, like as you've just said that you work so hard by just changing your set all the time, and then you'll watch someone who has a very effective twenty minutes that they've been doing for three years getting amazing reaction 
no, I mean, see, good I, for them. I mean, they that. just they they got their their act or, or whatever yeah. it is. I don't see what I do as an act. It's it's just me getting up on stage and no, venting. That's what I'm saying. Does it, it not find? Did you not find that like? I know no, you're talking it, about camaraderie, people but people work different. People work in different ways. I, you know what? Obviously, the bitterness. <laughs> if that's what you're asking about, no, I, I wasn't going to bring that word. In. But you do see people who think, really, I yeah. can't believe they're on this show or I'm not on that yeah. show, and you. But you know what? That that way, madness lies, and it doesn't help. You're absolutely right. It doesn't help. So you think, right? I might have those thoughts, but I just push them out of my head and just get on with it. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not saying that in the way of like you know, I want you to say, oh yeah, some of them are rubbish. But I'm saying, is it half you? Because as I say, you're you're doing the clubs all the time, so you're coming across these people all the time, and you're going, I'm working so hard, and you people don't seem to be. Um, well, some people work harder than others, but it, it, it doesn't even feel like I'm working that hard. It just feels like I'm working at a reasonable level. You're I think very I, natural. I think you? I should probably be able to produce more than I do. But I think an hour a year is probably not too bad, along with other stuff. Your your work, your writing, your I don't even write it down anymore. I just start saying it. Now you're showing up. No, but what I'm saying is I scribble notes in my diary in my book. Say talk about the thing, and then I'll start <laughs> talking about it. And then as it comes out, I'll make the notes of what I've said, and and it builds from there. Because uh, Nick, your pro, uh, uh, your process is like you come up with a big theme first, and then build around that. Well, I mean, it's almost exactly like what he's saying there. You start with a costume, don't you? I want to dress like that. Uh, it depends. And once you've got the rhinestone wrestling outfit, you think, <laughs> oh, I better write something No, no, no. It, the, the, I, I do work in lots of different ways, and that is one of the ways of doing it. I mean, last year, I didn't want to do Edinburgh, and I wasn't doing it up until about mid-January, or maybe late January. I wasn't doing it, and I didn't want to do it, and I was happy I wasn't doing it. And then all of a sudden, uh, I got told that I had to do it. And well, then, by God... Uh, by um, by several people, and uh, they, so it's just like so. Then you go right. I've got to do it, and then it, then you've got to, you've got to kind of like put together. You've got to put together a show from somewhere. A lot of the times, I'd start with a title, then then work back because you've got to write a blurb, whatever know, time. So you do a title and a blurb, and people then you haven't worry, got a show. People yeah. worry a lot about the blurb, yeah. and you think there are twenty thousand of these. I've deliberately not even used all my thirty words. I thought, <laughs> tell with it. Who cares? Uh, it takes up too much space. So what is what is your blurb then for this year? I can't. I really remember. So yes, I've, you can. No, Robert. the one that I can remember is the, the show that I'm doing with <laughs> Michael Legg is called uh, Michael Legg and Robin. It's Point of Sanger, Righteous Ire Three, Oostick You, Your Mama Two, and Your Daddy. <laughs> Right. That's the title. That so we weren't, and then, me, it, then yeah. it just says. Copy down uh, for three tickets. Then it just says. I think it says something <laughs> like uh, and dead. maybe problems. <laughs> that's it. Maybe yeah. problems. Then has the time. You should put some stars <laughs> in there. That's what they say, don't they? Oh, oh yeah, but, oh, but no, it also it's just it fills, it fills up stars. word count. It fills it word count. But I, I I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that once you've got your title and and if you actually sit down well for me if I sit down and really work out what the blurb is oh that tells you what the show is then it tells you and every time you get lost in the writing process you just go back and say what have I said it's going to be and then you just go oh right it's well it's got to be that and then you can and I see it as like almost like writing an essay where you've got like your title and your argument and then as you're writing it you just go right it's got to be about that but um but with my 20 I used to have a very strict what you do all the time. I'd have a, tw- a tight 20 that I did for about three three or four years, and I got bored. I got really bored yeah. of it. And then I... I that people don't get bored. I know, yeah. How can I keep I saying I think it? they do, though. I think, I, I I think they do. You get, still you, does 20 that you go... I, I think it's a living. You get trapped yeah, in it. You get trapped in it. And then and, and, and if you're making a living off it, you end up doing it in clubs, and then you go, right, well, I'm getting paid too much money to just fuck around. So then you go, right, I've got to do the, the 20 that yeah, work. I was like... I, I was but it's worse that. than that, Nick, because you'll get certain promoters who will say to comics, I want you to do that bit. 
Yeah. That's your big bit. I, whenever they do that, I'm just like, there's well, absolutely the no way of doing that. Are renowned for doing that? Really? Yeah. No, he's never said anything to me. Well, about yeah, it. but you're one of you know the regulars. Uh, let me I'm talking it. about the guys who are trying to get in. Well, because I'm writing new stuff at the moment, and um, and so I'm just, I, I I can write songs, and I was doing musical stuff, and I'm still and I am still doing that to a certain extent, but I'm not doing it in clubs because I don't want to carry my guitar around, and also, you know, you get to a point where you get to a point where 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 you. You can do the songs, and then all of your stand-up is an afterthought, and it's just like, oh, you know. It's, and then people start like going, oh, s- stick to your songs. Do it's, you know what I mean? And it's just like, it's twenty not enough for you guys. Just out of, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty. I'm looking at Robin well, now, and I, I like, know that twenty's not enough for you. I'm like gas in a bottle, as you know. Gas in a bottle. Whatever time you give me, you know, even doing the solo that. tours. There's so if it's twenty minutes. But I was going to say that 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 thing about. Uh, um, you know, you have to do this material. I've had people recently ask me, saying, can you, can, would you come and do our gig? We're just trying to encourage some new comedy, and it's, there's no money in it, but could you come and do 20 minutes? And if you want, you can do 50% new material. I think, hang on, what? You want me to work for free? And you're ne- I've yeah. never done a gig where someone said, you are not, uh, you know, I've, I've never had that point of going, I'll now do, I'll do shtick and I'll do new material. To then we go, could you work for us for free and we'll let I've, you do some new material? I've had, uh, I've had you, one promoter say to me, the thing about you, Sean, is for the first 15 minutes, people aren't really sure. <laughs> and after that, they're totally in your hands. So I've just got a really good five minutes. And a 20. <laughs> I just love that. 25. It is No, it's not. Couple, it is. Because I'm just it's there different. mumbling. It's, it's odd. It is odd the way they, they have these requests. But, but I guess there comes a point when they don't do it anymore. But then also it's because it's not coming from a performance point of view, is it? It's coming from a you know a managerial point yeah, of view. Yeah, fill this time yeah, with it's, something. And they go, make business. It, and, yeah. and they feel like they've got to tell you, make sure it's good. When in actual fact, you're the judge of what's good or not. Aren't you? Yeah, of course. So, of so course. it's, it's not. Look, I thought you people were... look absolutely visibly disappointed when I don't have a guitar, and like like bookers because they just think, well, what? what you're not going to talk, are you? Right, but what, yes. <laughs> what, what <laughs> song are you going to do for us now? Though? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but but look, I thought you weren't doing live at the moment. I thought you were busy. You, aren't you writing your sitcom? I'm right now. I'm right now. I'm right now. Yeah, like entertainment TV show thing. Because Brucey's sounds uh, awful. Quit. <laughs> uh, you're the next Brucey. I, yeah. Mm. So I'm writing a thing. I'm writing a thing. So you're writing for that then? I'm writing a live show. So at the moment, um, you know, six part live thing. And uh, so at the moment, I'm writing that. So I'm, I'm, yeah. So I'm writing in the day and then gigging in the evening. And are you doing that all on your own? Uh, as in writing it? Yeah. I've got um, I've got a guy called Mark Smith that, um, that from we, the fall. Yeah, he's great. That we uh, sit we we sit in a room together and, and uh, chat about ideas and stuff. But at the moment, I think he's going to come into play. I mean, we've got another six weeks to finish it off. But that's not long. Well, no. How far Do you need to go now? now? Well, they gave us a part. Yeah, I mean, I, I shouldn't be here really. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so so we only had five weeks to do the pilot in the first place. So we did a pilot last year called Heavy Entertainment, and they gave us from mid January to the end of the tax year, which got us up to the beginning of March. And they and they said, "Do you want to do this thing? Do you want to do a live show?" And I said, "No." And then they said, "Well, you've got five weeks if you want to do it." And then I said, well, if I did it in five weeks, I just, this was at the same time as Edinburgh coming around. Right. Which is why I based Edinburgh on a costume, because it's just like, I've got a title and a costume. I had an Evil Knievel costume. No, I've seen, I've seen Oh, that. wow, yeah. great. I wasn't far off. No, too. so I actually had an Evil Knievel costume that I used in a show that I did in 2007. And, and my, I had a title, which was One Man Megamyth. And I said, right, I'll just do it like, I had the poster, which was, I'll do it like, a, like an Evil Knievel stunt show. 
and then you just work backwards from that. How do you try that out, though? I mean, essentially, you have to write the whole show and then go and do it and see what happens. No, did you not see well, what it, the comedy saw coming up on the motorbike? <laughs> no, exactly. And jumped over the yeah. But that's All exactly right. it. Yeah, you do material, and then you write the songs, and then you, I write poems as well. So there's kind of a combination of everything. And then on the first day of Edinburgh, you put it together and see, see if it what happens. Yeah. And then there's, like, a generally, like, a week where... Or maybe, like, three to five days where it's kind of still a bit creaky but you're getting away with it and yes. then after about five days it all snaps into place and it's like a show but that's happened every year i've done it so wait, it's horrible it? I'm, i might go back at some point i might but uh it's not you know like i say it, it, it's it's a whole month um the truth is also because of all the football stuff i'm doing at the moment with the radio and what have you and uh, it's uh, mid-August it all starts again so I have yeah. to be back in London for that so I suppose I could take Saturdays off and fly back and do the radio you know it's it's just it's hard work Edinburgh it's hard work and, and it's hard for me to get enough people in to really justify me no, doing I know it. Really and are. so I think to myself much as I liked it and I really liked it and there were there were years when I just thought this is the best thing I, I, I could do uh, it, I don't think anyone's going to discover me up there at this point. I've got enough going on down here. No, that I, I think I, appreciate I, I wouldn't mind going up for a week. That's, that's Robert, you're only doing a couple of weeks, aren't you? Yeah, that's, that's what, what I do now. I don't now. think that there's, there's uh, you know, my family have to live with, uh, you know, a narcissistic idiot most of the year anyway. And you to do then a lot of travelling. And I do a lot of Your touring Your family around. are living with Stuart Lee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, um, <laughs> they can't take the pace of my conversation, so they wanted fewer words but with right. more meaning. Um, but the, uh, I, I just want to kick that. Is the classic, um, uh, <laughs> like that we do on stage when we're not sure of a thing? Oh, yeah. The um, no, I wanted to quickly kick, so, I wanted to kick that out. Um, <laughs> uh, right, talking about writing, and you mentioned Mark Smith, someone you do write with. How does anyone here feel about uh, comedians who have lots of writers, never credit the writers, and uh, just give them, there you go, here's, here's some money, and now I'm going to go on stage and half of my material? Okay. So I'm just interested because I, I feel. A little bit dubious about it. I, I think in the old days you did, you know, Tommy Cooper didn't pretend he didn't have writers. Morecambe White didn't pretend they didn't have writers. Yeah, but they never talked about them. They never, I mean, did it ever, uh, you know, when I watched Morecambe Wise, I never really thought about Eddie Braben or anything no, like but, that. But he is credited. Wise, yeah. but he and is if credited. Eddie Braben then went uh, and said, uh, oh, I've, uh, I've written for Morecambe Wise, they'd go, oh yeah, of course you've written for Morecambe Wise. Whereas if you go, and I'm not going to name names, right, because I don't know that deeply in terms of this issue, but I find that quite an interesting and strange well, change in the circuit, which is to go, yeah. here's 500 quid, thanks for the 10 minutes, and uh, I'm now going to use this, and it's going to make me hundreds of thousands well, of pounds. there's a couple of things that are wrong, like where you're right, is one thing is uh, they get gag writers who actually then steal stuff from... Uh, like, I've had people do my jokes, and they had no idea they were my yeah. jokes. So I went, yeah. oh, one of my writers wrote that. <laughs> oh, I remember Joe Pasquale <laughs> yeah. saying, he said, I'll tell you what, I had a weird one at the Palladium. First 15 minutes didn't work, and then the last <laughs> five, it's bloody wonderful. <laughs> yeah, well, we're very similar. <laughs> but... But I agree with Ian in the sense of, like, look, it's, people have to live their lives the way they want. But I just don't... I wouldn't consider myself a stand-up if someone else was saying... If I was saying someone else's words and then going, this is how I feel about certain stuff, I'd just feel like a real fake. And mm. I, I don't consider them, like, you know, proper stand-ups. Well, I've got sense. a mate. I've got a mate who I write... I've written a couple of Edinburgh shows with him. And certainly some of the gags are his. I mean, they're just his... You know, we've talked... We've sat in a room, like you were saying. You sit with your mate. I sit with my mate and we talk about stuff. How is Ardle, by the way? He's... <laughs> He's doing fine. He's Good. doing fine. Now, there's my mate Simon. He's a driving instructor, right? That's what he does. Right. And uh, but he uh, he like he's a funny guy and he likes writing comedy. So me and him sit together, and I do give him a bit of money. And the truth is, 
it's not, he doesn't even, he's not asking for credit. It's not like he sends me loads of gags uh, over the internet uh, and, and uh, email me gags and I take them and, and use them. We're sitting there having discussions for a couple of hours and then he comes up with a funny line and go, oh, that's funny, I'll use yeah. that. And, but... That's, that's, that, that's a personal relationship where we've all sat around tables with mates and like, and like they might have you know oh do you know what can I take that bit or can I use that you know I think I used to do that with, with Matt Welcome and, and uh, years ago with uh, Kevin Hayes and stuff we'd meet up once a month and we'd each one of us have half an hour to talk about what we wanted to Kevin Hayes oh those people are talking about <laughs> Kevin Hayes. Kevin he was Hayes? great. He's, he had yeah. massive hands. <laughs> yeah. Enormous hands. Very great big hands. Big hands. Every time we played poker, I've said this to you, every time we played poker, there was a lot of money in the, ta- in the middle of the table. We go, oh, Kevin Hayes, massive hand. <laughs> 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 it was great. We laughed. Honestly, it gave us a lot of pleasure. Um, but what you're saying is, what you're against is like having like a, a figurehead with a massive corporate yeah. team of writers behind them that's propelling. See, it is a yes. bit, it's a bit of a grey area because it, is, it all comes down to personal taste, doesn't it? I don't like having writers. I think it's like a necessary... You know, when you've got that much work to do and it's good to have someone to kind of like bounce off against, I think that's great. But I do try and kind of like control the amount of... Uh, uh, input that other people have, but I think what stuff. you're saying is it depends how much work you've got. But I then mean, if you see, yeah, yeah. From, if you see, it does, it totally does. If, if it was an Edinburgh show, shows a week. Well, if, it was a, if it was an Edinburgh show, I, I would I would work on the material and then maybe uh, get someone to come and watch me and make give me some I notes. Know, yeah. I do quite theatrical shows, so I mean, the, I, I do need sort of like a second pair of ears and eyes. But bizarrely, like when, when I was doing uh, Nevermind the Buzzcocks, there would be a team of writers there, but. I just wouldn't. You wouldn't use them. them. But from, but yeah. They're there for yeah. the, the gags. For they, they were really basic stuff for the non-comedy comedy kind of guests. I guess more than that. Yeah. And uh, I found it. I found it really that people were getting paid. It's not for but you. But just the fact that people are sitting around a, a table, just kind of going, "Oh, here's a very basic joke." You know, but I, it's I just that. it's just filler, isn't it? It's just yeah. if there's a moment when somebody from Iron Maiden or someone who doesn't yeah. have a comic brain might need a line, and that would be perfect for them. Whereas yes, it's not, not for the comments. No, absolutely. Listen, guys, it's been great. Um, Nick, I, I want you to get back because uh, you have to do some writing, and I think that war remains has burst again. <laughs> oh, no. Robin, start flicking, baby. Yeah. Start <laughs> flicking. And Ian, I will talk uh, like proper men after this is after finished this is going about football. Yeah. You've been listening to another radio with Sean Hughes. Thanks for listening. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.